of two eyes, huh? Do you understand the game a bit? Yeah, have a look. I'm not saying anything to you in particular because I know you're not too accurate with your reporting. That, that's what okay, you're paid so you're for. Saying it. I should resign. So you're saying I should resign. I think that's you should, your opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my opinion. Fine. Are you going to resign then? No, of course I'm not going to resign. I simplify things next time. <laughs> what is up, everybody? My name is Joey Lynch. Back with another special edition of the National Curriculum. This time, a one-on-one conversation between myself and Sydney FC. A-League men coach Steve Corica ahead of his side's 2022-2023 A-League's men's campaign. Listen, can't beat around the bush. Things did not go well for Sydney FC last season. Missing finals for the first time in years and, well, the schadenfreude, it was rich for everybody else, but not exactly a campaign that followers of the Sky Blues will look back on in fondness. And, well... Corica, he came under a bit of pressure. There's been talk about was he the right man to lead the Reformation. I think, in fact, in that documentary that they filmed, there's a bit of discussion surrounding his tenure in that amongst some of the higher-ups at Sydney FC. But he's back, he's signed a new contract, and he's instituting a number of changes. You look at the foreign contingent, pretty much a complete clear-out, including a certain Sydney FC legend, Milos Ninkovic, who has now gone to Western Sydney Wanderers. But there's also... Going to be a change in formation, yes. The Arnie ball, 4-2-2-2 is out, and the 4-3-3 is in. Revolutionary, but is it going to fix what ails the Harbourciders? We will find that out, and maybe, well... If you are listening to this, you can make up your mind, you can hear what Steve Corica says, and you can determine whether or not you think Bimby, as he is nicknamed, can lead Sydney back to the promised land. I think it's a good chat, whether you happen to be a Sydney FC fan or just a A-Leagues fan in general, and well, I hope you enjoy it. Steve, thanks very much for joining us here on ESPN. Steve Corica, the head coach of Sydney FC, heading into the 2022-2023 A-League men's campaign. Steve, Sydney FC, you're going to open your new campaign at the new Sydney Football Stadium against Melbourne Victory. Are you pleased with where your playing group sits right now with less than a month out from that game kicking off? Yes. um, Yeah, obviously very forward to the opening of opening game. Obviously, Allianz Stadium is a, is a chance for, for people to make history coming and watching us in the new stadium against Melbourne Victory. So, obviously, everyone's looking forward to that. The players are getting close, obviously, to maximum fitness and stuff like that. There's a few of the foreigners that are still not quite where we want them to be, but uh, obviously, with three, three and a half weeks to go, we're, we're on the right track. So, um, yeah, obviously, players that were cup tied, obviously, are starting to get match minutes now, which is which is good as well. So, yeah, we're slowly slowly building. Obviously, on the cup game, the defeat against the Oakley Cannons not exactly ideal preparations for a new season. Albeit, they've since shown their quality by advancing to the semi-finals, becoming champions of Victoria. What were some of the lessons that you took from that game that maybe you've adjusted your approach heading into this season? Yeah, I think, you know, you just can't take any team lightly. I think, um, you know, especially the NPL teams, it's a, it's a really uh, one-off game for them to to show what they've got. And they obviously played a very good game. Um, even though we probably dominate most of the game, we just couldn't uh, 
find the finishing touches really. So obviously we worked on a little bit of the final third stuff, which we which we need to improve on. A couple of areas defensively as well, which um, which we looked at after that game. So um, you know, since then we played a. Uh, friendly against an A-League team, which we've won, which is which was a lot of good signs after that. So um, yeah, obviously you know disappointed not to to have the opportunity to to get into the semi-final because uh, I think we've missed a missed a good opportunity there with the cup. Mm. You talked about some of the foreigners getting integrated into the squad. You've signed some exciting international players for this season: Joe Lolly, Robert Mack. Could you just run me through, you as a coach, how do you integrate an international signing that's never played in the A-League men before into your squad? What's your thought process behind that? Well, obviously, you know, we, we have to see where they are physically when they first come in, which, um, you know, obviously they come in a little bit later than everyone else. So it's, it's taking a little bit of time and you have to adjust uh, some of their training loads when they do come in. But I think... Um, if, if we talk about Robert Mack, for instance, he's played in six different countries. So it's, he, uh, he's quite used to, I think, different environments. I think he settles in well once his family's here, which, which they are now. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's settled in really well. He found his apartment really quickly. Um, and with Joe as well, Joe found his apartment quickly. He's, you know, he's... He's a great guy, um, which which they both are. They've settled in really well to the to the team and and to what we're what we're looking at doing this year. Obviously, we brought them in because of the new structure that we're looking at this season. So um, they fit in really nicely to the way we want to play this year, which is obviously with wingers with exciting, um, you know, dribbling. And I think they're they're both going to be very good for for the club and and exciting for the league as well. You mentioned there the, the 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 change in system that Sydney well system also formation I guess because philosophies are always more uh, oh it's the word I'm looking for uh, strong in coaches but the change in formation that you've got going when did you make that decision to shift the uh, the looks that Sydney FC will be showing this season. Well, we, you know, obviously last year wasn't great. Um, and uh, towards the end of the season, we obviously are starting to think about it already. Um, but I don't think we had the the players, obviously, to, to make that change. So obviously we stuck it out the way we way we had been do, uh, doing for, for quite a while, which, which was very successful. But um, I just think it came to the time that uh, a lot of the, even the players that have been here for, for a while and, and that are still here, they needed a change, um, obviously, to freshen them up. I think even my coaching staff and myself needed a change as well to freshen us up because, you know, obviously this is going into my fifth season as well now at the, at the club as head coach. So, um, yeah, obviously we've been working on it. There, you know, there's still things that we're tinkering with and changing a little bit, but, um yeah, I'm, I'm excited by the season and, and especially the players that we, we brought in as well. You know, you still got Diego Cabello, the left back, and, and Jack Rodwell. Uh, you know, even Luke Braddon's still to come into our side as well, who's, who's like a, a new player. You know, obviously it might take a little bit of time for him, but he's, he's starting to come back really nicely. You touched on him there, Rodwell, crossing the divide from Western Sydney to Sydney FC. What role do you envision him playing? Because obviously he can play multiple positions on the pitch. Yeah, we're, we're obviously looking at to play him at, uh, at centre-back. Uh, we know he can play further forward. Uh, he played midfield last year for, for Wanderers, but um, you know, I haven't spoken to him and that was the position that we're looking for. Um, you know, 
he's played there many times in the, you know in the Premiership before and in the Championship. Um, so you know he's he's adjusted really nicely to that. Um, so yeah, that's that, that area. But obviously, he gives us depth as well that he can play midfield if we need him to, and and even further forward. Really, I think he can score some goals. He's got a he's got a great shot on him, and and can attack the ball from with his head as well. So um, there's obviously different positions, but that was the main one that we looked at for him. You mentioned they're not having the players to play the four three three with the wingers last season. You feel like you've got that this season. I'd be interested because. The four three three. There's very, very many different versions of the four three three. What attributes and qualities were you looking in players that were you were looking to bring in, and what attributes and qualities did you want to emphasise with the existing players when you talked them through this change and were planning how you were going to implement it? No, I think the existing players, uh, you know, they they uh, can adapt to to new things. Um, you know, the players that we we already had. Um, the players that we obviously brought in, we we wanted specific things from them. Like Joe Lolly, he likes to likes to dribble. He's got a great left foot. Uh, he can he can shoot and score goals as well. Uh, good deliveries into the box. Robert Mack is is a uh, you know he he likes to make forward runs. Uh, he's got tight tight control and you know he likes to play little one twos and stuff like that. So these are the areas that we wanted to obviously you know improve. Um, and, and excite people as well. I think these two players can excite people. But, you know, there's even young Australian players in these areas that Segasic, who's had a, a very good pre-season so far, and he's an exciting – he's going to be an exciting one to watch, I think, for, for this season ahead as well. You touched on it before. It was a tough campaign for Sydney FC last year, missing the playoffs for the first time in what felt like years and years. Well, it was years and years, almost a lifetime it felt like. But um, you came under pressure yourself as well during that season. I think the documentary that Sydney actually films features some of the discussions around that. Did you ever worry about your own tenure during that season? Oh, you know, when it's uh, when you're not doing well, of course. Uh, you know, we want to we want to do well at this club. We want to win trophies. So, but um, you know, obviously, last season wasn't great for the club nor myself. Um, so, you know, I've got to take responsibility for that. Um, but you know, the three seasons before that have been very successful. So, you know, we made three grand finals in a row, which I don't think any other one. Anyone else has done that? Uh, we won two out of three, which is not bad, and and a, and a premiership along the way as well. So, um, you know, we were disappointed with the season as well, not making the top six because it's it's probably I think it's been six years since that had happened. I think um, so. Um, yeah, obviously disappointed. That's why we've made so many changes. I think as well, and obviously looked to freshen up with the the different formations. So. Brought in some really quality players, which we're obviously looking forward to to getting them fit and obviously aware of the A League. You know, it is a it's, it's not an easy competition. We've made them well aware of that, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what they can bring to the team. I imagine during those tough periods, it leads to periods of reflection about what you do and the whys of what you do and why you want to coach Sydney, why why you want to coach, what your values are. What were some of those reflections that you had during that pen? Did you discover anything new about yourself during the hard times as opposed to the good times? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's you know, when you're winning, it's it's easy, you know. Um, when you're losing, it's it's there's more responsibility on yourself. You take, you know, a hard look at yourself and and obviously the staff and, and the players around you. So, 
Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely a good learning experience. Not something that I'd like to be doing again this season. So, um, you know, that's why I think we've strengthened really well. Um, but yeah, you know, I've I've had a very good uh, time at the club here. Um, you know, I I just want to win trophies. I've said that before. You know, the club expects to win trophies. Uh, we haven't won uh, in the last couple of years, even though we made grand final and finished second in, in my third year, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, obviously that's that's the plan. We, you know, we've got a lovely new, brand new stadium to go into this season and, you know, amazing members and, and Cove that hopefully will get right behind the boys and, and cheer them on and, you know, hopefully have, have a very good good season this year. As I, I found the word I was looking for before, obviously formations can change, but a coach's philosophies are a bit more resilient. I'd be interested to hear from you. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about the change in formation, but underlying it, what would you define as some of your principles of football that any team of yours are going to play regardless of what formation they're lined up in? Well, uh, exciting football, attacking football. Um, you know, I like... Uh, to be very positive with the ball. But I also <clears throat> respect that, you know, defence wins you the titles. And, um, you know, for me, it's important that we defend well. Um, you know, at times last year we did, but towards the back end of the season when we were playing, you know, th uh, every three three days for, for two months, um, you know, there was just too many goals going in and, you know, you can't win anything like that. So... Um, obviously, we've got to be just, uh, very strong defensively, but you know, with real exciting players to, to go and enjoy themselves when they have the ball and make a lot of forward runs and stretch teams and 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 play my style of football. Mm. There's been a lot of talk this A-League men off-season about Marquis and Sydney FC were linked to Dries Martins as a potential major marquee. How involved were you in that process of looking for these bums on seats Del Piero style marquees for the club. Yeah, there was, there was obviously one or two that that popped up. Um, obviously, it didn't work out, but yeah, he, he was one that we we were looking at, which he would have been fantastic, I think, for the league as well. Um, obviously, you know, a little bit older player. Most of the the marquee big names are older players as well, but um, he obviously didn't work out that way. But you know, we obviously needed to to drop our age a little bit on our squad as well. I think that was one of the areas that we looked at from, from last year. Um, so majority of the players that have come in are either 31 or, or, or below, so um, which have real good experience. Um, so we brought a lot of younger boys up from the MPL side as well, um, which are nice, fresh faces, um, but can also bring something to the team as well this season, I think. Another peculiarity of this A-League men's season is that we're going to pause for a World Cup right in the middle of it. You're going to get about, get about six weeks out and then everything's going to stop until at least the group stages of the World Cup. You'll likely lose your starting goalkeeper for that as well. Yeah. How is that figuring into your plans, that you'll get about a month and a half in and then pause? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, you know, if we carry on without the pause, you know, the coaches would be mm. whinging because they're missing players. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, it's it's difficult to keep everyone happy. I think, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, it gives us, you know, after a six-week period that we can reassess and see where how we're going and what we need to improve as well in that period of, of break. We've got three weeks off, so there might be areas that we need to work on. 
a little bit more than what we can during the season. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, um, I think it's great that we have these international breaks because, you know, you don't want to be, we've gone into a grand final before with, you know, without our Socceroos, which I don't think that's the way it should be done. Mm. Obviously, one of the most exciting things for Sydney FC this season is moving into the new Sydney Football Stadium. I haven't had a chance to get there yet, but it looks like it's a fantastic venue. But we only need to look across town to your rivals to know that moving into a brand new stadium doesn't fix everything, and especially on the football pitch. I mean, can you learn anything from the Wanderers' struggles? Are they a bit of an anti-role model for Sydney FC moving into this new stadium? I listen. I think you know. Obviously, you know they have their their problems. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about them. They've you know they haven't really made the top six for quite a number of years before even they they were in their old stadium and and obviously with the with the new stadium. So um, yeah, it's important. I think we get off to a good start at the new stadium. It's uh, you know Allianz Stadium has always been been good to us and we've really made it a fortress there and that's probably the key and the area that we we want to you know get bang into the stadium and and try and make it a fortress from the start um it's a it's a wonderful stadium we've been there uh, as a playing group and with all the staff to to have a, a real good look around it it's going to be a world-class stadium and everyone's excited by it but you know we have to do our job on the pitch and, and make sure we get results that's the, that's the most important thing mm. One more question about the rivalry and then I'll promise I'll move on. But it's one of the biggest stories of this season. Milos Ninkovic now has traded Sky Blue for Red and Black. Um, he's given his reasons, interviews in his native tongue. What's your reflections on that process, how that all went down? Why why isn't he going to retire in Sky Blue? Well, I think it was his choice to, to move on because we gave him every opportunity to stay at the club. Um, obviously, even when he did retire, we wanted to offer him a, a, a job, which, you know, within the club, whether it was coaching or, or doing something else. Um, he obviously didn't see that the way he wanted to to, to stay at the club and obviously he had an opportunity to move on, whether that's for, you know, you know, family reasons, money reasons. I'm, you know, I'm not sure. We've had this uh, chat a couple of years ago with Ninko almost going to MacArthur as well. So um, it's not the first time this has happened. Obviously, he's, he has moved on now, which is disappointing for us because he was, you know, obviously a, a fantastic player for the club and, you know, he'd been here for seven years. But um, obviously his choice to move on and, and to, to go, obviously, to the dark side. Yes, well, on the flip side, what Sydney FC fans would call the light side, um, why, it's a bit of a softball question, but screw it, why do you think Sydney FC fans should be excited about their club this season? Well, there's obviously an exciting year ahead. The new stadium obviously is very exciting for everyone, I think, not only for the players and staff, but but for the supporters as well. You know, it's going to be fantastic for them to watch at that stadium, but I think we've got a fantastic team this year that that obviously can can win trophies and and exciting players to come and watch some obviously real experienced foreign players. But you know, there's a real real young talented team as well that from from obviously within our academy that we've brought up 
Um, and I think there's going to be a really exciting time from these younger boys as well. And if we get the blend right, it's going to be an exciting year. And and obviously at the end of it, hopefully, you know, either playing in the grand final or winning premierships and and uh, championships. That's the that's the the goal every year at Sydney FC, and and that's no different this year. I mean, have you been set any KPIs, or do you are you yourself um, setting yourself any KPIs? What does success look like for Sydney FC this year? Uh, I think winning a trophy is obviously a successful uh, year. So, um, you know, obviously we try and finish in the top two, but you want to finish on top really at the end of the day. Um, you know, that's been about... Uh, comes down to consistency throughout the year, obviously to, to finish top of the of the of the table. But then you know when you get to the later stages and the semi-finals and the finals, it's all about you know one-off games and holding your nerve and and obviously playing good football and getting yourself into that position. But that's a long way away. Um, you know we want to just concentrate off getting to a off to a, a good start and and the first game of the season is against Melbourne Victory who. You know, obviously a very good team as well and, and they've strengthened as well with Nanny coming in, which is going to be exciting for fans and of 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 the A-League, not only obviously Melbourne Victory, to, to watch him play. Um, he's been a terrific, terrific player over the years and everyone's obviously excited about that as well. So looking forward to that first matchup. Certainly sounds like you're anticipating that Sydney FC's uh, exodus from the finals will only be a one-year affair though. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, you let it slip up every now and then. Obviously, we want to bounce back, uh, you know, show good character. Obviously, um, you know, the players that I think we, we have signed can can help do that. So that's, that's the plan. Excellent. Well, Steve Corica, head coach of Sydney FC, thank you ever so much for giving up some of your time in the lead into this A-League men's season to discuss the Sky Blues, the Harbourside of Sydney FC and your quest to return to the promised land. Thanks, Joey.